Hello everyone, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast is a voice for that. So as promised from Tuesday, I am kind of like continuing what I was talking about. I'm so sorry for the random cutoff, I just lost the footage and you know, the devil's just actively pursuing me but it's okay, it's okay, move on. Glory, to, glory be to God that we're able to be here. Anyway, so I'm titling this um, A Fair Trade because you shall understand why and it's kind of like a continuation of tuesday's episode and what i learned and i'm going to be focusing on romans 6 verse 20 to 23 and yeah man i feel like paul is really encouraging us to realize what it means to leave our lives behind as christians and the light that we led in the past that is as Christians because sometimes I feel like the light that we led before or the sin that we the sin that we overcame um can look a little bit appealing, you know, like, oh dang, um I wish I could do that again. And like, oh we have so much FOMO and I feel like not only do we have FOMO, we also have the desire to sin again. And I think that's quite dangerous and I just wanted to like address that if that makes sense and yeah so if you guys are interested in that please continue listening we're gonna be as i said in romans 6 verse 20 to 23 um which says but now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves to god now now do those things that lead to holiness and result result in eternal life for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And yeah, I mean, if you read those scripture or these verses in its context, you know, Paul's kind of going in on sin and what it means to, you know, be a Christian and what, it, what that means for us in the face of sin. And I feel like the reason why I chose these verses is because Paul is saying we have to be a slave to god and you know slavery has such bad connotations to it but the irony or the paradox i don't know take your pick in that is that we actually become free when we're chained to god if that makes sense like the more we spend more time quote-unquote slave enslaved to god is when we experience freedom that we never that would never have known and i can personally attest to that the times when i am fully for god like the days that i'm like you know what lord i want to just be as close as possible it should be every day but you know sometimes life throws curveballs and you just can't quite get there five minutes was just like the most you could spend with the lord i've been there but those days you know those days when you're just like i just want to spend as much time as possible i just want to stay close to the lord today i don't want i don't want to be on the internet i don't want to scroll through tiktok i don't want to be on facebook or whatever window shopping i just want to spend time with the lord those days is when i feel the most free i feel the most happy and the most joyful and that's what it's supposed to be like as a christian we're supposed to be um striving for that lifestyle and we may not always get it right and paul knows this that's why he um he wrote these letters to be relatable <laughs> in layman's terms and even jesus said things like for how long must i put up for, put up with you it wasn't even like a 
condescending way it was like oh you guys need help constantly and you know it's kind of like it's kind of like the way he, the way I see he said that or what he meant by that is when you know like when a kid comes up to you and they've like totally messed themselves up or something like oh this kid let me just clean them up that's what I feel he meant by that and like oh this person is still doing this oh you know what let's just let's just um help them you know and it's the most loving help and it's the most loving nudge that Jesus has for us when he's when I when I feel when he says oh for how long must I keep up with you or how, how, or how long must I put up with you and yeah man like you know, this life is very, very tempting. I mean, I think I mentioned this on Tuesday that we're just passing through and this this world is not our home and we're just passing through. But while we're here, we're, we're still supposed to make an impact and as image bearers of Christ, as Christ ambassadors. And, you know, it's hard. Let's not even lie. This life as a Christian is not easy. Jesus knew that. And like I said on Tuesday, it doesn't expect us to fight it on our own and you know be in the in the spiritual ring by ourselves but at the same time we shouldn't just realize say that as in like a um overly spiritually like happy joyful thing like oh yes yeah because you know scripture does say that you know i think when jesus was just paraphrasing here i think it's in the book of matthew chapter 13 if i'm not mistaken where jesus was talking about um, the type of people when it, when it comes to receiving the word and he talks about the people who are too joyful in receiving the word but you know fade away when try the troubles of life um come upon them and i think using that verse to apply into what i'm talking about here is that sometimes when we're too joyful when we hear such word and such encouraging words it can kind of put off put us off it doesn't really produce such deep roots in our hearts for us to stand in the face of um, the FOMO and the tempting, the temptings of the previous lives that we used to live, and in the previous life, sorry, the previous life that we used to live, and you know how do we, how do we, you know, receive the world with joy, but not, you know, fade away when troubles come our way, and I think it's in actually experiencing those hard things and wrestling with the word and you know, questioning it, like going back to what I was saying on Tuesday, like questioning, like, Lord, what does this mean? Because, you know, going back to what, Jack, to what Jackie and um, Preston said on their podcast about um, the, there's a lot of hard stuff in the Bible. It's so true because there's some things I'm like, dang, this goes against my moral compass. Like I've, I've said that I'm like, mm, I don't really agree with that. And, you know, even just the stories that we that we read, especially like a lot of Old Testament stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, that's questionable. Lord, why did you allow that to happen? And the Lord is not insecure that we that He can't handle questions. He's not that insecure person that we know when we question them, they become so defensive and think that we're attacking them. No, He's able to understand that. He knew people would question that. He knew that us ourselves would wrestle with that, and that's how we build a healthy relationship with someone and we always hear that like when we even just in our no normal day-to-day -day relationships if you don't actually disagree with people like i've never been in a, in a romantic relationship but i've heard people say that yeah if you don't argue with your partner you're not in a healthy relationship and it's not even like in a toxic way it's just like you know obviously you're in a intimate relationship with someone and you know they're they're knowing your soul and 
you know, their soul and yeah, that comes with all the different things that make them them. And there's a bound to be a little bit of like friction here and there. And it's a, it's up to you to cross that line and blur those, you know, friction ridden areas and come to agree to come to an agreement. And yeah, some of the healthiest relationships, I feel like just in my own life, like platonic ones are like found in that like some of the best friendships that I've ever had have been in like actually agreeing to disagree finding out why we believe what we believe and why we can't agree and coming to resolve to that and it's so much healthier it's so much more healthier than just saying okay you know and then not actually expressing your true intentions and I think the same thing applies to God when we actually come and say Lord why did this happen why did you allow this to happen why did you allow the Israelites to become enslaved you know, why did you let that happen? Why did you let the Why did you let the Israelites be captured by the Babylonians? Why, you know, even just things that like from day to day lives, like the the role of women in the Bible, like why did you allow like trigger warning? Why did you allow these women to get raped? Like in the story, I'm just paraphrasing again, in the story in the Bible where um a certain father let his let his um daughters get gang raped. I'm like, that's not right lord why did that happen and you know one of the answers like an answer to that could be just that's just how that just shows how evil the human heart is when it knows sin like what it does when it when it knows sin that's what it does with sin and so you know it's hard and you know reading the bible is it comes with a lot of convictions and like i said it's the book that as you read it it reads you and you know it's I feel like it's the the fact that it's hard to read the Bible sometimes in terms of like taking that hard pill to swallow that as you read the lines of what happened in the Bible is a true reflection of what it's like to be a Christian because the Bible is not a it's not a guide to you know take in theory of what it's like to be a Christian it's a guide to actually step out and live that Christian lifestyle and the reflection of bad things happening in the Bible is a reflection of what happens in the world and what we have to deal with as Christians. And, you know, back to what I was saying about sin and what the, the paraphrased example of the daughters was and how I spoke about, like, the whole, this is the result of knowing sin. That's what it's like to, you know, be be a Christian and choose to obey God. And that's just another, like, aspect of this podcast episode I wanted to get into is like actively choosing God because I did mention it I think I don't know I think I don't know if I was in the in the like deleted footage but yeah anyway so I'm just gonna like talk about it like I haven't um that was like like choosing God is participating in the fair trade because by that by fair trade i mean it's like i haven't actually explained what fair trade is fair trade from what i understood um from what the holy spirit was depositing in my heart was st- turning away from sin that you know is not ba- that is bad for you because all sin is bad for us and choosing to be with god who we know is good for us and you know that's just what it was and the thing with this trade is that it's going to be painful just like you know any trade really because if you're for example buying something you're parting with that money and it's i guess i shouldn't really use this example because i don't want people to idolize money and be like oh. but 
technically what's happening is that you're parting with something that belongs to you for something that, for something else that should belong to you now and I guess your wallet kind of hurts when you part with that money and you gain something in return but either or you're gaining one more thing to take care of while losing something um that you had if that's how you want to think about it and that's how I see this fair trade to be and some might say that's not even fair because if you if you put it like that but technically it is because in that example you're probably buying something that's useful for you yes you might need to take care of it but it's going to be useful and it's going to be something that you might you might have needed and so that's what it's like to participate in this fair trade of choosing to have god in your life as opposed to sin we bear the pain of cutting off sin and um actively trying to resist temptation for the glory of God and we bear the pain of looking like a weirdo in front of our worldly friends that we used to hang out with we bear the insecurity of people saying they don't really subscribe to Christian values and for the glory of God and the for the reward of God and I've I've even it's even gotten to a point where like sometimes you may not even you may, you may not even see the glory of God you may not even you may not even feel like this is this is glorifying to God but you know it is and that's hard. That's really, really hard. That's a really, really hard thing to wrestle with. And so, like, how do we how do we keep moving? How do we, you know, continue to want to keep doing that? I think we should be looking at the story of Paul because he was one of the people that was actively like in and out of jail. And, you know, times where people thought he, th- people thought that he was beaten to death, but he got up and just started preaching. Like, I think there's a story in um, Acts where they, they had beaten him to like almost to death. And like seconds later, Paul stood up and started preaching again. I'm like, dang, this man is crazy. He's crazy for Jesus, though. He is crazy for Jesus. And I'm like, why? Why is he so passionate about him? Why does he keep putting himself in places of danger for that that's that person that that potentially gets him killed and i could that could potentially get him killed rather it's because he loves jesus that much and i think that's inspiring i think that's quite like dang i want to love jesus that much I, I want to be able to do what i do on this podcast and preach to people and be there for people um even if it costs me the human dignity and all these things and all the things that we um humans value the fleshly things or the carnal let's use fancy words carnal things that um we hold near and dear to us and i think that, that also plays in the in the part of the fair trade because you know sometimes we wrestle with ourselves it may not even be other people that we are trading with for god it may even just be ourselves and toxic sides of us or just things that we hold dear to our hearts that we are wrestling with, the Lord is, you know, actively showing us is not good for us. And I'll just speak of myself. I think I hold on to like my my safety in like what I um deem as rights, like my own moral compass. That makes sense because you know I don't know. It's just something that I've like. Oh, I I I think I know what I'm doing. You know, I think I know this is what's right. But even if I know this, I feel like this is right. Who am I? to go up against God who is more righteous, much, much more righteous than me and knows much more about life and is the master of life. Um, and 
think that he is wrong and my opinion or my beliefs are higher than his. And that's where verses like Romans 8 verse 28 come into play that he knows what's good for us. He causes all things to work together for good of, of those who love him. And it's like, do I love him though? Like, do I love him enough to let him do that? Or do I love my own selfish ambition and and not him? And that's just like the trade that I'm talking about. Hopefully that example makes sense. That that's part of the trade that I'm trying to work on. And I really encourage everybody that's listening to like, identify those things like what am i you know holding off from trading with god what am i holding off from trading for god and you know you'll be surprised like you will be surprised and like i was saying on tuesday it's not going to be an instant thing that's going to be like both the next day going to be completely ridden of all the bad things in your life you're gonna be just this perfect christian who's gonna go out there and preach and be without if you have stage fright you're not gonna have stage fright the next day no it's gonna be a gradual thing and it's gonna be the most beautiful journey that you could ever be on trust me and it's painful like some like the like the whole thing of beauty is pain it's a very superficial thing but i think it also applies here that like the beauty of the glory of god is pain like we've seen that in Paul I encourage you to read the book of Acts if you haven't and the book of Rome Romans I think just Acts and like literally any book from after Acts because especially the especially when you get to the last part Paul really does detail like oh um how how we how they're doing in the in wherever they're at and you, it's not it's not pretty it literally isn't pretty and I think when you read that and juxtapose it to acts you start to see what Paul's life was really like and it's not pretty at all but he ended up being the person who wrote three quarters of the new testament who put up with persecution who um probably got so much backlash from his former um pharisees or religious teachers because he before he was Paul he was Saul the avid persecutor of christians and yeah if there's if there's anyone who relates to the concept of fair trade it's paul and you know i think when we look at his life so closely we start we start to see what it meant to trade for jesus and trade for the kingdom of god and you know there's so much in the scripture that i you know can't put into words but yeah like hopefully this makes sense and this podcast episode was helpful because i want people to realize that there's more to life than what we're fighting for that we're fighting to keep as sin you know there's more to life than um wrestling with something that you know isn't good for you but you hold on to dearly you know there's more to life than that and god is not going to fumble your hearts and by that i mean he's not going to mess with your heart he's not gonna mess with you he's not gonna um trick you or break your heart some of the things that he does may be heartbreaking but he's not gonna break your heart in terms of like play you that makes sense there's a difference in that and i'll just explain like he's not going to like break your heart in terms of like saying, oh yeah, give me your heart, I'll tend to it. And then he just like says, psych, I'm just going to give you the worst treatment ever. I'm going to give you judgment and condemnation and all these things that are go against what I say is right just for the sake of messing with you. And the 
he's he's going to some of the things by what I meant by some of the things that he does is gonna um cause heart is gonna break your heart or what did I say um might cause heartbreak are things like conviction and giving up things and participating in the fair trade that's the difference that I meant in that and we have to be prepared for that because inevitably it's for the good of us obviously and it's also essential for our growth you know because one thing that a relationship with God is heavy on is growth like it may not like I said in the past growth is not linear but it's some sort of growth you know sometimes we like disregard the subtle things that we have given up and the the subtle progresses that we have made because we are too focused on that instant gratification and there's such a beauty like I said in the delayed gratification and I'll I'll explain on that like for example maybe maybe you have struggle to read your bible right and then you're like okay fine i'm gonna commit to trying to read my bible every day and for a longer period of time than just like reading the first sentence on the devotional maybe the progress in that could be um i read the whole devotional or i read the full chapter of the of this bible instead of just the half of it and that's progress that's something to be proud of because you're working towards something it's an active step and you know Going back to that whole delay, this instant gratification versus delay gratification, um, it doesn't really help that we see so much like young success. Like I'm not, I'm not, um, denying that I'm not de- denying people's success and I'm not invalidating their success, but there's still something, um, eerie, and um disheartening really and discouraging about that success especially like when we see people who are 16 achieving what 40 year olds um, get and achieve in life and you know not just as a young person but for people as a whole it kind of like makes you question like okay then what am I doing with my life if this person is blowing up this much at their age younger or older than me or or at the same age as me what am I doing what am I doing wrong? And we kind of like rush our own journey to meet that success, but we fail to realize a bit that we're on our own journey. God made us uniquely. You know, he knew us before we were born. He knew each and every one of our stories. And if his story for us is to to spend this life getting to a certain level of success that is completely different from somebody else's, then we should be able to accept that. Because who are we to know better than God? You know, we may feel like, oh, I need to be at this point. But like, who are we to, you know, question what God's plan and timing is for us? And it almost, it can almost as if, I can almost like question like, okay, why am I so obsessed with this? Why, why am I so like hungry for success? Because that's the thing I feel like some people don't even realize that's an idol because sometimes we, it's like, oh, I want, I want this for the glory of God, but are you really are you really um about that like is, are you really about for the are you, are you really about glorifying god or are you just trying to get your own platform and clout and influence because if it was really for the glory of god you wouldn't have minded where god has taken you you know you can get a little bit frustrated but you could have you, could, you wouldn't have minded where god has taken you and yet we see people saying that and, and then they are trying to blow up of the blowing up. They're trying to, you know, do anything to stay relevant. And, you know, it happens as much as we see um, 
worldly people do that it happens in the christian community as well like i haven't experienced a ton of it but there are so many people out there who do that and you're like dang is this really for for god or is this for you you know is this for god's glory to create more disciples of many nations or is this for you to seem popular and cool and relevant and the next big thing you know and so we may not all be chasing fame but we may be chasing something that makes us feel good be it validation from other christians or um just the the appearance of trying to look like a Christian, you know, it sounds weird, but like, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm very righteous, like so much self-righteousness to a point where it's putting people off, you know, because I think the core of that is like, what am I feeding? Am I feeding my spirit or am I feeding my flesh? You know, that's just the core of what I'm trying to say is like, that's the core like question is like, am I feeding my flesh or am I feeding my spirit? Because if you're feeding your flesh, you're gonna be keep wanting more and more and more, and that's just like participating in the fruits of the world. And if you're feeling if if you're feeling a spirit, you're going to reap the fruit of the spirit. And yeah, like we just have to be careful, y'all, and see where God is taking us on this journey of life, and be able to appreciate the success that we have, the this the success of being alive, the the success of um making the progress that we've made the success of finding Christian friends, the success of so many other things, even just being able to journal and do whatever it is that God has called you to do is success. It may not be what the world labels as success, but it's success to God because what God wants for us is to be glorifying and honoring his name. And as long as you're doing that with pure, you know, Holy Spirit-filled intentions, why, why, why can't we be happy? What's what's better than that, really? What's better than just doing that? And so, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I meant by fair trade. I don't want to like, drag this on. Next thing we lose more footage, but that's just what I meant. And hopefully this has been helpful. Hopefully you have learned from this. Hopefully you can apply this into your life. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I love you. And most importantly, the Lord loves you. As you may or may not know, Christians are being persecuted in other countries on a daily basis. So I believe it's up to us Christians, fellow believers in Christ, to support them either financially or spiritually. So would you please, please, please click the link in my bio under persecuted Christians, support them financially and join me in prayer either five minutes, two minutes a day just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshiping God and to continue following Jesus. Thank you.